Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the Hour of Truth with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Yes, welcome indeed. It is the 17th day of December 2013. We are live here at Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, and the program is Aetherius Radio Live. It is hosted by Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. The world being on the verge of great change, never before has spirituality been more important on a global or personal level than now, and to continue the absolutely fascinating discussion of the nine freedoms, we present Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you very Annette. much. Good day, everybody. Hi, Chris. This is Chrissy Blaze. Hi. I'm, and this is Richard uh, Lawrence. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm broadcasting here from Michigan in the USA, and Richard is broadcasting from London in England. And we are going to be continuing our series on that wonderful sacred text, um, the Nine Freedoms. For those of you who have been listening in the last uh, couple of months, they will know that we have covered um, the first two freedoms, which were delivered to this earth in 1961 by a tremendously advanced, enlightened master from beyond this earth, the karmic lord Mars Sector 6, through the incredible mediumship of Dr. George King, the founder of the Etheria Society and uh, a yoga master of great renown and experience. And these, these uh, freedoms, these nine freedoms, give man's journey through evolution, not only on this planet, but beyond this planet. And if you've ever asked the question, what's life all about and where are we going, then you have to have a copy of the Nine Freedoms. It is available. The actual transmissions, as they were delivered, are available. The recordings are available for sale and also um, the text, the sacred text, which we will be reading from today. And the first two freedoms which we covered, the first one was bravery, the first freedom for all of us, and last month was love. And this month we will be talking about the third freedom, which is service. And... I'd like just to say that uh, my colleague here, my co-host, Richard Lawrence, is himself quite an extraordinary person and also a medium. And I'd like to... uh, (laughs) He hates it when I say that. But um, (laughs) something rather extraordinary happened to him uh, before this show, you know, in between, past the last show and before this show. And, you know, it's absolutely something really incredible. And I wondered if you would mind sharing that with us, Richard. Well, thank you, Chrissy. I mean, as you know so well, um, I've done channeling for over 30 years now and, um, you know, learned a lot in the process. And it's not something that I regard as easy. And I want to stress here, it's not comparable with what Dr. George King does, which is on an infinitely higher level than anything I could even get close to. Uh, But I've been privileged to channel people very much from this earth, from higher realms of this earth, and among them certain poets. And I received this particular um, communication, which I call an ode to service. That's the title I gave it. Uh, but the words were all given to me. And I, and I think it's interesting because, of course, and I'm sure it's not by chance that the, the theme of service was picked because, of course, we've been leading up to this particular program today. So if I may, Chris, I'd just like to read out what I received. Oh, yes, please do, yes. An ode to service. Time passes 
only to return once more like some forgotten stranger, eagerly embraced, only to be discarded yet again. Grasp the moment like a drop of dew from heaven. Seek out its source and quench your thirst that others too may be replenished. Noble is he who stays in the ruins when others leave in search of fertile ground. A noble is the lone fisherman who casts his net in turbulent seas while others sail to placid waters. Mighty is the settler in desolate regions, mined quarries and dried up shores. Mighty too is the traveller who passes through this wasteland on his journey to another one. Glorious is the yogi who left sublime retreats for coarse and decadent environs. Oh, how glorious are the lovers of God who never left humanity's abodes. For these are the ones who lived the word. Their search is over because it never began, only as a byproduct of service. How holy is that word and how perfect its enactment. Wow, thank you so much for sharing that with us, Richard. That is really incredible piece of work. Well, I, you know, so it's interesting because uh, all I can say is that I couldn't have written that. So it's an absolute right. uh, proof, I think, apart from anything of channeling. But as I stressed at the beginning, on a much more lowly level uh, than Dr. King, because, of course, he uh, was a master of yoga and therefore able to enter samadhi in, in my stage Firstly, it's a much lower vibration that I'm able to reach, so I couldn't possibly uh, be a channel for the beings such as the karmic Lord Mars Sector 6 that we're going to talk about. And secondly, it's the level of concentration which I find difficult. I'm, you know, I'm actually quite suspicious, Chrissy, of people who say that channeling's easy. I, I don't. I have mm. to have questions about such people and their accuracy because it isn't. If you do it properly, in my opinion, it's something that requires. Con tremendous effort, certainly from my point of view. Uh, but it's it's when you receive something like that, well, good, I think it's well worth it. And thanks for letting me share that. I'm sure it was done deliberately in the light of this program being yeah. about service, mm. which makes you think about you know the great ones work obviously are aware of the the light in this planet and work together mm -hmm. to help mm. us. And and this is such a, a wonderful poem and. People may think that poetry is irrelevant, but I'm a great lover of poetry myself. And mm. I have to say, this poem is superb. It's, it's obviously somebody who is an extraordinary poet, if anyone has studied poetry. Well, I, I have an opinion about who it is, but I, I don't think I should give that on Ethereus Radio Live. It's, it's just my opinion. And if people want to see, they can see you know, what I think, but it's not an official Ethereum Society um, right. claim or anything like that at all. So I, I just leave it the words as they are for people to form their own conclusions, really. Is there any way they can uh, see this poem, Richard? Or? It's up on my um, website under channeling, uh, right. richardlawrence.co.uk, along with a couple of others, too. Yes, because it's it's wonderful to hear it, but it's it's so there's so much in there that you want to sort of read it over and over again. So I'm there sure people is, would love there to, is. Uh, to there read that. There is, there certainly is. 
And, you know, get, get, getting back to the nine freedoms, of course, and you, you mentioned, you know, we covered bravery and love. I think one thing that really comes over uh, in the nine freedoms, which is, like you, I think, is my favorite book in the world, and I think the greatest mm. set of teachings available. And I, and I say that with tremendous respect for a whole wide variety of teachings. I mean, we're not in the Ethereum Society an organization that says, well, look, we're the only people who've got great wisdom. We have tremendous respect for the Bhagavad Gita, for the, 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 the Tao Te Ching, for a whole range, you know, some of the great yoga writings of Swami Vivekananda, of course, of Patanjali, and of Buddhism, and the, the, the true essence, the mystical essence of Christianity. But for me, Chrissy, nothing matches the nine freedoms as a philosophy of life. Absolutely. Um, there's so much teaching out there at the moment. And one thing Dr. King says in The Nine Freedoms, actually, that one of the greatest gifts that one man can give to another is wisdom. And so, of mm -hmm. course, the opposite side of the coin is that uh, one of the greatest crimes that a person can do mm. is to confuse people by giving false teachings or wrong teachings. And actually, one has to learn to be very discerning in this mm -hmm. world in which we live because there is so much teaching now and you won't yeah. find a better teaching than the nine freedoms and richard and i uh you know we agree on that and um I, I ask, we ask people just to just to follow this through with an open mind to study it with an open mind and you'll mm -hmm. find that you go back to it and back to it and back to it and we've each been studying it for oh many decades actually yeah and it's one of hundreds of times that hundreds of times it grows as we grow in our enlightenment the book takes on greater depth and greater meaning um it's a, a meditation each sentence anyway yeah, every, every sentence really and what you do realize the more you study it is that uh, first of all it's very interesting indeed what steps mars sector six gives i think it should be said that the karmic lord mars sector six is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, master ever to communicate through Dr. George King. And I would say through anyone on earth at any time. Wow. He's, one, wow. he's a, uh, certainly one of the greatest masters we've ever heard of. And being a lord of karma, I mean, the full meaning of that, I don't know. But it's, um, it, it says it all, so that when he declares the third freedom will be service, it's a statement of law, virtually. If it wasn't before, mm -hmm. it certainly is now. And it's very interesting what steps he, he picks. It's very interesting, as we discussed a couple of months ago, that bravery is the first freedom. But his take on bravery, as we discovered, is much wider and vaster than most people's idea of bravery likewise love it's far far more than most people think love is you know and in all the the pop songs and the sentimental stories and everything we have is a very limited concept of what love is it's not the real love as explained in the second freedom and we're going to find the same thing with the third freedom service is a far far greater thing I think, than we've ever heard before about this topic. Absolutely. And um, shall I, would you like me to, to read sections of it, Richard? I'd, and, love, um, I'd love that, if you would, please. And please feel free to you know, stop me at any time, um, but I'll read okay. sections at a time and ask the listeners to really tune into the words 
um, because mm-hmm. Mars Six doesn't waste words. Every word is significant, no. and um, as you'll find. So uh, I'll begin then, if people are, are ready. And um, mm-hmm. this is Mars Sector 6 from satellite number 3, now in orbit, Neptune. The third freedom will be service. Freedom from selfishness is service. In these days, there is much service which is vitally important to terror. There are few servers. Service is a culmination of experiences which denote the server as being on the ladder of evolution, firmly on this ladder. Yeah, I think... um, Yes, I, I, I'm certainly, I think we should explain again, as we've done before, when we say terror, we're talking that the word is T-E-R-R-A, which is referring right. to this earth. As a matter of fact, terror was the Roman name for the goddess, which the Greeks called Gaia. Uh, so it's not terror, you know, um, it's, it's, it's a, a respectful word. Um, but I think there you have um, right away a different concept of service. Um, service is a culmination of experiences which denote the server as being on the ladder of evolution. So it's not, you know, it's interesting if one looks at uh, writings on karma yoga, which is the yoga of service, from the past, they tend to put it on a lowly level, a more lowly path than, say, Raja yoga, the yoga of mental and psychic control, or Nani yoga, the yoga of wisdom, or Kundalini yoga, of course, very advanced and sometimes dangerous form of yoga. But actually, straight away, Mars Sector 6 is saying here that someone who practices service has been through considerable experience and is well on the, firmly on the ladder of evolution. So that it's suggesting a certain advancement. So if you come across a person who gives service, if you are a person who gives service, then you are firmly on the ladder of evolution, you are in the category of an advancing soul. Mm, exactly. It's giving I it a status word, that it hasn't always been given in, in, in spiritual writings. That's exactly a point I was making about the status. I think it's great that you brought that out because it's, it does have a, a kind of a lowly status, just generally the word, oh, well, the person is in service, you know, but... As mm-hmm. Mars Sector 6 says, it's freedom from selfishness. And think about that. It's like it's, um, that in itself is, a, is an incredible definition of service, freedom from selfishness. Yes, the cosmic masters looking at our world, interestingly enough, there's, there's been quite a few polls recently about some of the most famous people in history and so on, and some of them, you know, you would expect. And, and so they should be, such as, for example, Jesus, of course, and others. But... Some of them aren't, and it's interesting, you know, when the cosmic masters look at our world and they look at what really counts, they're looking at it from a very, very different standpoint indeed, and we're Mm. now being told here in the Third Freedom what they're looking for. It's not celebrity, it's not how wealthy are you, or how successful you are in business, or even just how good you are in your family life and so on. It's all about how much service are you giving to the whole. That's what they're looking for. 
Absolutely. And that's, those are the people who may go unnoticed and be regarded as, you know, nothing particular on this earth, who they would regard differently. And that's, that's a point, I think, uh, you know, we should, we should take on board because the wrong people are generally, not always, but generally recognized in our world. Absolutely. Um, thank you for that, Richard. I'll, I'll continue, mm. shall I? Mm-hmm. Please Those do. Who have, okay, thank you. Those who have a yearning desire to serve and indeed are doing so are those who have slain selfishness, are those who are gradually overcoming their lower materialistic aspects, are those who are, sometimes slowly, but nevertheless surely, advancing towards enlightenment. In these days upon terror, it is selfless action called service which will count in your initiations of tomorrow. Your service to others will be known, and you will judge yourselves accordingly. Yes, I think you wanted to comment on the, on the change that's been brought about in these days, Chrissy. Oh, yes, indeed. I mean, I think you've sort of covered uh, some aspect of it, but certainly I think if you were to uh, ask somebody who's in the, you know, the New Age movement, um, do you regard yourself as a spiritual person and that person is studying spiritual books and involved in, in the movement, they would say yes. And yet if you were to ask someone who perhaps really wanted to help people and they went and became a nurse or a firefighter uh, and you'd ask them, are you a spiritual person? That person would say, oh, me, not me, no. And yet mm-hmm. by this change in, in what's needed on this planet, given by this Lord of Karma, Mars Sector 6, the, the latter group of people, the humble person who just wants to help, is actually the greater person, the person who is giving service. And the person who is in the spiritual movement now, if they want to be, um, if they want to regard themselves as on this, you know, spiritual, if you like, then they have to uh, be giving service of some kind. And service can be given in so many ways: raising our hands in prayer, or just having this consciousness of wanting to help wherever we can. Um, there are many, many ways, as we will hear later on that we can serve, but there's been this tremendous shift, and I think this is something that anyone who is you know, reading spiritual books and thinking about, they really need to bring that aspect into their consciousness. It's, it's a huge shift, if you like. I agree, and of course it's, it has to do with the new age. And I was saying to you before the broadcast, Chrissy, I had a, a, a sense, rightly or wrongly, in preparing a, a, a series of, of workshops I was running uh, here and in America, actually, uh, in fact, in Michigan as well, your journey to enlightenment, and, and trying to tune in to the essence of, of the lessons from Mars Sector 6, I had a sense, as I say rightly or wrongly, that although it was possible in former times to gain enlightenment while pursuing just your own development, uh, it is not possible now. Well, that's explicitly stated in the, sta- in the in this text. You you must serve now in order to find enlightenment. But not only that, I had the sense that although it was possible, Mars Sector Six was. I, I might be putting this wrongly, but was pleased it wasn't possible anymore. <laughs> that you know, it was kind of allowed um, because we're so childish. 
this is the sense I got. It's a very, it's a childish thing, and let you know, grow up and start serving. It, these are my words, obviously. Um, you know that it, yes, okay. A thousand years ago, you could go into retreat, you could go off into the wilderness, you could find enlightenment, and we let you do that. It was possible, but it was never very good. It was never great. Now you can't do it anymore. Now you are your brother's keeper. And it's a strange thing, actually. Uh, as you were saying, Chrissy, to put it really bluntly down, you could have an atheistic, quite materialistic person who's actually more spiritual because they are giving some service in their life, assuming that they are, for no personal reward. If that's a part of their life, they might be more spiritual, even though they might not think of themselves as such, than someone who's spending all their time on spiritual practices just purely for their own development and their own salvation. Absolutely. Yeah, this is such an important point to really get, I think. It's such mm. a huge That's shift. the big change. Yeah. A big change, yeah. yeah. And um, it's a wonderful one, too, because when we look at our world, we see that... It's ob- it becomes obvious, isn't it? Where there's so much service is needed. There's so much yes. wrong. Indeed, um, indeed. And also, as the Marsex says in this, in this paragraph, uh, service which will count in your initiations of tomorrow. Um, it's not, this is something that we'll be able to take away with us when we pass on our deeds mm-hmm. of service. And mm-hmm. we will, it will determine our rebirth, that kind of um, life we will have, opportunities we will have for further enlightenment in the future. Indeed, so indeed. Okay, I will continue, shall I? Yes, please do. If you would burn up your lower karmic aspects, you would serve. If you would, at this very moment, begin to build tomorrow's temple upon the sure foundations of today's right action, you would serve. If you would be free from the materialistic prison cunningly devised to enslave you, you would serve. If you would be detached from your own petty worries, you would serve. If you would enjoy better health, you would serve. If you would prepare yourselves for the new world, you would serve. Yes, I think we should pause there because there's a number of wonderful promises in that section. And there's a couple I'd like to pick up on, if I may. Uh, I think this is brilliantly worded. If you'd be free from the materialistic prison cunningly devised to enslave you, you would serve. And of course, I think there, there are more than one way that you can be enslaved by the materialistic prison. One is, of course, if you are completely attached to it. If you are... You might be very wealthy, but you can still be enslaved by it because you are absolutely the prisoner of your desires. You know, and, and what we, we occasionally come across such a person who, who is a millionaire or multimillionaire or something, and, but they don't feel like one. They feel they're not because they don't have a plane or they don't have a, a yacht or, you know, they only got three houses instead of five or whatever it might be. It's, it's a, an absolute trap. Uh, that that's one level and of course the other level of those millions of people around the world of course or billions of people around the world I should say who don't have enough and are, are really trapped in the materialistic scheme and and you know they, they are enslaved by it in a different way 
And to some degree, we're all part of that. If we let ourselves, and we're given a key there, we can free ourselves by serving. Uh, so I think that's something, you know, where if we have money worries of one kind or another, of course, we've got to be practical. We've got to deal with them. But service is the key. Mm. And eventually, if we keep uh, that as our goal and we keep serving, then our life will turn around. It will. It and then, of course, there's another another big key in there, which is to be detached. Did I interrupt you there, Chrissy? By the way, no, no, would no. you have more no, to say on that? Carry on. No, uh, if you'd be detached from your own petty worries, you would serve. I think we probably all found that. You know, we were sitting there worrying about something or other, and you know, these things come along for all of us in so many different ways. And then suddenly, you come across something so much bigger than your own mm-hmm. petty worries. It might be on the news. It might be, you know, you hear something from a friend of yours who's really going through it, some terrible ill health, some some tragic death, some, you know, world calamity, and suddenly you realize how stupid you, you know, you were really to be sitting there just worrying about your own relatively petty matters. And it's not that you don't have to deal with them. You do, we do have to deal with them. It's how much worry, it's how much we energy we put behind it. And this is another key we're given there. It's actually a key for good health too. It's a key for dealing with stress, as a matter of fact. You know, look at the big picture. And you get your own worries and stresses and so on into perspective. There's always people worse off than we are. I mean, there really Mm -hmm. are. And Mm -hmm. as you say, it puts things into perspective. Mm -hmm. And And of course, there's a karmic aspect to this too. If you would enjoy better health, you would serve. And I mean, I've personally come across examples of this, people who've, you know, got health problems, I'm sure you have too, Chrissy, of one kind or another, could be physical, could be mental. And then they start to engage in service and their health improves. Their physical health can improve even. Absolutely. Absolutely. This really is the key. So um, shall I continue? Please do. Good time. Yes, please. Service is indeed a glorious undertaking. It is lasting, for every act of service is written in everlasting letters of fire in the Akashic book. I feel you'd like to comment on that. Well, one, yes, that's, um, you know, that's, uh, I'm sure some, some listeners will have heard of the Akashic records or the Akashic book. Akasha is the Sanskrit word for ether, of course, the five elements not just four, earth, fire, water, mystical elements, I should say, not chemical elements, earth, fire, water, um, and uh, air, of course. And the fifth one is ether, and ether is the thing within which all matter exists, and it operates on psychic levels as well as the physical levels. And in that ether, every act is inscribed, every thought is inscribed, and if you are capable of tuning in to what you might call the mind belt, sufficiently you could read what is written there you could read and and become tuned in to the thoughts might be in in terms of pictures rather than words by the way in this book depending on you and how you do it and how advanced you are and how accurate you are and of course this is the the key to also uh, one of the keys anyway to discovering past lives and so on which again a lot of people get wrong but uh, if it's done correctly if you're advanced enough it can be done because it's all there. And it's interesting, acts of service, we're told, are written in everlasting letters of fire. 
So that mm-hmm. puts them on again a different standing from some of the other more petty activities and thoughts that we all engage in. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Richard. And the next part of this paragraph, when you walk into the halls of self-judgment, you will read what your own hand has written upon these pages, and by the immutable law of karma, you will act accordingly. You will accordingly set limitation upon your rebirth. Did you want to explain that, Chrissy? Or did you want me to? This is, um, a, you know, when we, as I think we both sort of refer to that, actually, when we mm-hmm. pass on, and uh, we, at that, at that point, we, our higher self, if you like, judges us, and we're, at that point, we will be able to read what, the acts of service, read everything that has passed, that we've done in this lifetime. And mm-hmm. um, it will go before us, and we'll not only be able to read it, we'll also be able to feel the effects of it and, and so on and really understand what we've done in this life. And the acts of service we've given, even though done humbly without any sort of reward, which is true service, of course, will be uh, the ones that will be almost like um, beautiful golden letters, I believe, in the Akashic mm. book. And these are my words. And something mm. that we will be proud of, if that's the right word at that point mm-hmm. yeah interesting and uh, of course the whole question there one of the, of course the themes right the way through this as one would expect is karma and coming from a karmic lord we can't do any better than hear from him and um you know the, the, the what as you know as we've discussed in the past what goes around comes around and it's not just within a life it's beyond the life and through the coming lives Absolutely. Do we have to have a break at some point, Chrissy? by the way? I, I was just thinking that, actually. Um, we mm. do. Uh, and so shall we have a break now? I think it's just Let's about do time. Let's now. And we continue after the break. So over to our wonderful producer, Annette, and we will reconvene after the break. Absolutely. Thank you all, and thank you all for your kind attendance to Ethereus Radio Live today, here the 17th day of December, 2013. We remind you that this program is live the third Tuesday of every month at this time, and we encourage you to return faithfully so especially you can continue learning about the nine freedoms. We are on the third freedom today, which is service, and we will be returning to that in just a moment. Richard Lawrence would like to remind everyone that there are Christmas services this Sunday, December 22nd, 11 a.m. in both London and Barnsley, and they're going to be premiering a new short film, Inner Peace to World Peace. And you can find more information at the website, which would be ethereus.org. So Sunday, 11 a.m., December 22nd, in London and Barnsley, for the premiere of Inner Peace to World Peace. And if you're stateside, and in Michigan especially, Chrissy would like to remind you that on Sunday, December 22nd, at, coincidentally, 11 a.m., the Christmas Carol service will be taking place. It will be followed by light refreshments, And where will this be? The Ethereum Society at 3119 North Campbell Road in Royal Oak, Michigan. That is just south of 13 Mile Road. All are warmly welcome. And if you'd like more information on that, it would be ethereusmi.org. Of course, Richard Lawrence's website is richardlawrence.co.uk. Chrissy Blaze can be found at chrissyblaze.com. And we do invite any and all inquiries regarding the Ethereum Society and any information presented or information you are curious to find. 
by going to www.ethereus.org. Without further delay, returning you to the program, The Nine Freedoms, Third Freedom of Service, Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze, your hosts. Thank you, Annette. Thank you so much. And of course, you'll gather from those announcements that, yes, we do celebrate Christmas in the Ethereus Society. And after all, the, the heart of Christianity is this great um, service, is the great word of service. The great power mm-hmm. of service, as demonstrated, as taught by the great Master Jesus. And so we try uh, during this Christmas season to bring this true message of Christmas into our services. Mm-hmm. Even though we don't think it's the correct date. Oh, but yes, be that as it point. may, we do celebrate <laughs> it, yes. <laughs> so um, let us continue, shall we? Yes, please do. With Break away from your own troubles by concentrating upon the sufferings of others. Do you know, I I found a wonderful quote. Sorry, I'm interrupting you straight away there because that's a a repeat in a way of a point already made. Break away from your own troubles by concentrating upon the sufferings of others. But there's a wonderful quote I found from Albert Schweitzer, the great humanitarian, and this is this. The only ones among you who will be really happy are those who have sought and found how to serve. Wow. <laughs> he was an mm-hmm. incredible man. Wonderful That's a man. Fantastic and he quote. did it. He really did that. it. Mm. He really did it, yeah, absolutely. Mm. So uh, let me continue. The greatest mm-hmm. yoga is service. The greatest religion is service. The greatest act is that act done in service. Kill possession. Transmute selfishness into service for others, and your reward will come. Enlightenment, like the break of dawn upon the darkest night, will cast the shadows of this night before it. Serve, and you will become enlightened. Serve, and you will be practicing true selfless love. Serve, and the mighty power of Kundalini will rise in natural, unforced fashion, and open the chakra jewels in your higher bodies. In will pour inspiration, and you will be standing on the verge of the initiation into adeptship. You know, Chrissy, I think that that, and this again is my opinion, is the absolute heart of this freedom, that passage. Mm. It might be called in some writers a purple passage, depending what you mean by a purple passage. Um, it's not ornate or overly ornate in its wording, but it absolutely is. Uh, it's a, a historic, I think, a historic wording. The greatest yoga is service. That's, mm. as far as I know, not been said in that way before. The greatest religion is service. Mm. Uh, that's taking religion onto a different level. It's again showing, as he did with the previous two freedoms, that these things are far, far more than people realize. It's not just what people think of as service. This is the greatest religion. This is the greatest act. And then you have this reward. Now he comes to an absolute clear-cut reward. It's a. It's almost like... Uh, 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 you know, leading in or preparing us for what's going to be the fourth freedom next month, enlightenment. Uh, you know, serve, and you will become 
enlightened not not you might become or you've got a good chance if you serve you will become enlightenment I mean that's tremendously hopeful for people I mean strangely mm. enough there's a paradox there I feel in that if you just did it to become enlightened then your motive would would be uh, in question it shouldn't stop you mind you because I I don't think people much mind when they need help exactly what your motive is they just want some help and if they get it it's, it's a strange thing you get some extremely charitable people and some some will criticize them say well they just want recognition they just want this or that and I don't think the suffering people who receive their charity care very much about that they just need help in an earthquake disaster or whatever it might be and but here's a promise this isn't exactly why we do this but it's something we're told that will come. It's a balance, if you like, for the selflessness. Of course, true enlightenment is a, is a state of total selflessness. I've got another wonderful quote here from Gandhi, which I think is very relevant to this month's broadcast. And this is the quote, The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. Mm, it's quite a brilliant wonderful. quote, that, actually, yes best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others and of course clearly there you see to find your higher self is to lose your lower self just extrapolating from it uh, you know you 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 by 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 an act of service just by its very nature you're foregoing your selfish desires therefore your selfishness must die therefore you're only left with the selfless part of you which is the real self Therefore, you must become enlightened. Wow, absolutely. Thank you so <laughs> much for that, Richard. <laughs> and then it moves you know, even further by, by getting down to the actual details of this. And this is what I personally find absolutely fascinating. And again, I don't know of an example where this has been said so clearly before. Um, uh, if, someone can, if they know something, then please... Um, do, do let me know, but here's the exact statement, serve and the mighty power of Kundalini will rise in natural unforced fashion and open the chakra jewels in your higher bodies, in will pour inspiration and you will be standing on the verge of the initiation into adeptship. And of course adeptship is a very, very highly advanced state uh, of deep meditative state that you must have attained in order to become an adept above for example the state of genius an adept must be a genius in, at le in probably several things um, just to give people an idea what this really means and this is all brought about through service and of course there's a lot of very fascinating things when you look deeply into this. It will rise in natural, unforced fashion. Those people who practice Kundalini Yoga in its full, um, you know, unfettered form, shall we say, uh, first of all, they're taking a big risk. And secondly, it is all designed to force Kundalini. And of course, it could be forced before you're ready for that mm. experience and that state. And it will therefore rise in an unnatural fashion. And this can, I mean, you'd have to be, I think there was a rather brilliant quote from a theosophist, actually, who, who, which I read from the 1930s in England, who said, you'd have to be virtually a spiritual athlete 
to manage a Kundalini rise and, and, and this sort of advanced aspect of Kundalini. This is where the mystical force within rises up through the spine and starts to awaken the higher chakras. We, we've discussed this before. It's a very advanced subject. I would like to recommend a book called Realize Your Inner Potential. And you might say, well, you're recommending your own book. And I would say I'm not, actually. I'm recommending a book I was privileged to assist Dr. George King with because the practices in there are his practices and his teachings. And the one series of practices that he hesitated the most to publish uh, because of their advanced nature were the Kundalini Yoga visualizations. Now, this isn't pure Kundalini Yoga, in the sense of the physical actions, which I wouldn't go into, you know, because it wouldn't be helpful to people, uh, but you can find them, uh, which true Kundalini Yoga is. It, it, it's safe, uh, but it has, you have to do it very carefully. He told me when writing this to put in a very strong health warning about it. You have to have a, a disciplined spiritual life. But I would say this, and I, I, I do believe this from um, my tiny little bit of experience myself that when you start to engage in active service you might start to get the beginnings of a rise here and there or well you will of kundalini and you will then need to control this and that's where i think these exercises for those who wish to go that far it's a personal choice only if you wish to are absolutely essential. I mean, I'm actually a believer, Chrissy, that some of the great geniuses of history uh, in, the, in the field of the arts, in the field of science, especially the arts, I think, and music and literature and so on. I, I've studied music as, at university, as you know, and it, it's quite interesting to see that the number of those great inspired geniuses were unbalanced people in their own lives, individually. Um, and I think they needed a copy of Realize Your Inner Potential. <laughs> because then we'll they could have <laughs> used those exercises and uh, of course they, they were in very difficult conditions but there again you can read for example a poem by Wordsworth um, and you can see that he must have experienced the Kundalini rise to write it uh, and yet of course he had no access to Eastern writings and um, you know Kundalini or anything like that in those days in, in I think eight, late 18th century England when he was writing um, so this is a universal thing you don't have to have even heard of Kundalini to have a Kundalini rise you mm. might have a different concept a different view you might come from a Kabbalistic standpoint or an alchemical standpoint as a matter of fact the alchemists in their true essence were really hitting on something uh, which is very relevant to the New Age teaching because alchemy means transmutation. Uh, I'm not saying that they understood the depths of the, of the Eastern yoga philosophy. In certain ways, they didn't, but unless they were very advanced. Um, not Obviously, if you have someone such as Count St. Germain, the great master alchemist, then that's a different thing altogether. He, he really did know it all, uh, as far as we're concerned. But... It's interesting to see, though, in these many traditions, people who'd never heard of Kundalini, perhaps, nevertheless, uh, they might have been an inspired writer, an inspired musician, uh, from the writings of, 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 of fire, of heat, of the sensations they experienced, immobility. You can see they were having powerful rises of Kundalini. In that, at that stage, 
you do need to bring about a certain control which is easier said than done. Speaking as a novice myself. Well, thank you so much for that. Those very um, fascinating thoughts. I, I'm and fascinated myself. I, I, I mean, I find I this whole passage. I, you know, I'm sorry, Chrissy. I must. I mustn't interrupt you, but I, I find it absolutely fascinating. Really, really, it is. Well, really appreciate your uh, passion about this subject, and I know it is one that you are passionate about and something that you've studied for many, many years. So I think what you're saying is, is so helpful to people, very, very helpful, and appreciate that. So let's um, continue, you. shall we? Please do. The next part, there are no words great enough to describe the wonder of service, and no words can describe the crime of selfishness. Know this, whether you like it or not does not matter. It is the truth. I, Mars, do declare it as such. If you believe it not today, terrestrial man, you will know it in your morrow. What is service but love in practical action? I wonder if I might just uh, comment on that. Please part, do. Because, uh, Richard, I was just reading uh, St. Guling the other day, and St. Guling is a, another wonderful master who uh, communicated through Dr. George King and was uh, a lead-in for the Twelve Blessings. Of those of you who heard that series, a prominent member of the spiritual hierarchy of Earth. And he talked about the fact that we can give service um, in many, many different ways. And he, he said... He told us how we should approach our work, for example. He said we should do our work, whatever it is, as perfectly as possible and do it with a happy heart, were his words. And in that way, whether we're painting the walls or whatever it is, we are painting not only the color on the walls, but also adding love. And if we're doing this, painting the walls for um, our church or an organization that is important is doing service for the world, and this is a wonderful way, a practical way we can give service. And he said, take every task very seriously, yet with great joy. And he said, every task is important, no matter how small it may be. He said, put your heart and soul into it so that it reflects this heart and soul, and then will your work shine. And I think if we wonder how, you know, you know how we do just everyday things with this spirit of service. He gives us many, many clues in this transmission, which is uh, very helpful, I think. It's love in practical Absolutely. action. Putting our love Beautiful. to work, really. So I'll, I'll continue unless you want to comment on that. No, no, that was, that was great. Service is the result of applied spiritual logic. It is the lasting flower in the garden of enlightenment. Service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. Yes, I think we have to pause there, Chrissy, just to tell everyone, if they don't already know, that that is the motto of the Ethereum Society. Service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. That's a, a wonderful aphorism. It really is, isn't it? It's beautiful. Mm. And I'll continue. Mm -hmm. There are many ways to serve upon terror. Look around you and see. Ignorance, Suffering, want, hate, greed, selfishness, war, murder, robbery, violence in every form. See how people, the young ones, are being deluded. 
There are many ways indeed to serve. By your service, you can help to heal those who are sick, and you should. By your service, you can help to give encouragement and strength to those who are depressed and weak, and you should do this. By your service, you can throw a dazzling beam of scintillating white, vibrant energy into the darkness of a suffering world and raise it. Gosh, it is my God, just... it is. Oh, yes. Absolutely beautiful, isn't it? So I'll let you finish that sentence. That one, it is by God it is, the jewel in the rock of attainment. Doesn't it make you just want to, you know, get up and, and, and serve? I mean, ignorance, suffering, want, hate, greed, selfishness, war, murder, robbery. I mean, what else is there that's really, really worth doing other than service when it comes down to it, when you see what's yeah. around? And, 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 you know, people who, 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 and I think probably we've all felt this from time to time, a sense of purposelessness or, you know, what's mm. the point of life or so on. Really, there isn't any excuse for that. It's understandable. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying I haven't felt it myself at times. But when you look around and when you hear these words, and it's an interesting statement here. See how people, the young ones, are being deluded. I don't believe that reference is just referring to the physically young in age, such as teenagers or something. I think it's referring to young in evolution. Interesting. Uh, people who, who are, are being deluded. And, and it's so, so obvious how deluded people are. You don't have to be a massive conspiracy theorist to see just how easily, I mean, there are whole machines, they call them spin machines, and they don't just come from governments, they come from all sorts of vested interests, commercial interests, entertainment interests, in order to get people to think in a certain way. And it, and it works, I'm afraid to say. And yes, the young ones are being deluded. Sadly, indeed. But this is so um, uplifting, isn't it, Richard, this sentence? By yes. your service, you can throw a dazzling beam of scintillating white, vibrant energy into the darkness of a suffering world and raise it. I mean, wow. That's incredible. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, we, we, um, we've, one of the things that we're privileged to do in the Ethereum Society, and this is something we'll talk more of in future uh, editions of Ethereum Radio Live, is perform various cosmic missions. We've referred to this before. And in one of these, we use a spiritual energy radiator, and we send energy out to the world. And we're able to target specific situations. And that's all been arranged uh, in, in conjunction with Dr. King before he passed on to higher things uh, in 1997. And we've been, we were targeting, and this, this is interesting because it happened since our last broadcast, actually, one particular series of talks that's been going on in Geneva with energy from the, the spiritual energy radiators specifically targeted for these talks between Iran, the USA, UK, Russia, China, France, and Germany to discuss the reduction of sanctions upon Iran and the prevention of Iran's capability to produce nuclear arms. And it, it's great sometimes, you know, it's rather like healing, so you can give a lot of healing, and sometimes you, you know, it can be quite frustrating because people mm. don't get better as much as you'd hope they would. On the whole, though, according to average statistics, people do get better from healing. 
but occasionally you get your sort of miraculous results. And it was interesting because people weren't anticipating a few months ago any breakthroughs with Iran. I mean, there haven't even been conversations with Iran. And then, of course, uh, I think it was on the 24th of November in Geneva, and it was the U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry who, who talked to an agreement which guarantees that Iran will not be able to threaten U.S. friends in the region and uh, described the whole settlement as historic. We'll have to see what happens. But these sorts of things can happen, and this is literally throwing a dazzling beam of scintillating mm. white, vibrant energy into the darkness of a suffering world, which is why I mention it. Yeah, that's a wonderful example. Thank you, Richard. That's course, a, an example is... we're, we're, you know, on a much higher level that we're privileged to do with the missions, but individually as well, Chrissy, uh, as, as you're saying, um, people can do it, can't they, from without even leaving their homes. They can raise their hands and send out light into the world. Absolutely. We all can give service, and the Assyria Society is giving service to humanity as a whole world service. And mm -hmm. so uh, we always... Encourage people to check out the Assyria Society. It really is a fantastic organization dedicated to world service. Um, so that's, that's a great example that you gave, Richard. So I'll just carry on the last part of this uh, transmission. But, but to, I'm sorry, but please feel free to interrupt at any time. But um, shall I continue with that? Please do. So referring again to service. I'm coming in with these words. It is the great practice in these days. One person who is rendering true spiritual service, not self-delusion, but true spiritual service to those who need it, is worth ten who retreat from the suffering of others in order to bring about a state of joy and peace within themselves. Yeah, I think we should pause there because can mm. you sense, as I really started to do when I was... Um, you know, giving my talks and workshops around the America and Britain on this, you know, the sort of, um, I don't know what the word is, a sort of disparaging tone almost, I felt, if that's the word, about such people who retreat from the suffering of others in order to bring about a state of joy and peace within themselves. How selfish is that you know and yet it's been an accredited part of our traditions not only in the east but also in the west the monastic tradition too it's been regarded uh, although many in monasteries did perform local service of various kinds but this idea of a spiritual person going off to find a spiritual state within themselves and retreating from the world of suffering, keeping well away from suffering, not touching, being touched by it, and just concentrating on their own development, was regarded as a mark of spirituality to a degree at one time. And, you know, you can I sense here anyway from this, it never was. It may have worked to a degree in the past, to a very high degree as a matter of fact, but it certainly won't work now. Yes, absolutely. And at, at one point, people didn't even want to put their minds on, on suffering because it was felt it was kind of like a disturbance to, to the mental state of the person. And mm -hmm. We're not saying that dwell on negativity or anything like that, but I, I believe we need to be very aware of the suffering in the world so that we can give our service. Yeah. Um, so and, and here you have tremendous parallels, don't you, with the not in style, 
but in the essential core teachings in the 12 blessings which we covered before because it's a theme that constantly comes back there too yes find peace but then leave it and the idea of, uh, of, of finding peace in disregard for others uh, won't work and it's not acceptable yeah exactly and this is um, how this freedom ends actually so I'd just like to mm. read the last part this declaration do I throw into every mental realm I would inform those aspirants who in total disregard of human needs retreat into the wilderness come you hence for you are fools service my friends is greatness serve and be great nay be everlasting all transmissions now discontinued i do i do find i must say it, it absolutely so rewarding to look at the words used by the karmic lord mars sector six you know he he says there come you hence for you are fools he doesn't say for you are sinners mm. or you are wicked or even you are selfish, although you could say that. But he just says you are fools. You know, this is a lack yeah. of wisdom. It won't work. It's a foolish thing to, to, to attempt. And it's a very powerful passage, that, I think. It really is. But then it goes to um, the positive. You Back to service again. Let's end on the positive. Service, my friends, is greatness. Serve and be great. That's the mark of a great person. Not their wealth not their power, not their looks. Mm. In the end, it's their service. Absolutely. The true mark of greatness. I think that's a great place to end. And I think let's try and remember these words throughout the Christmas season, the festive season, and coming into the new year. And um, we will begin next year with the next freedom of enlightenment. And that will be the third Tuesday, as always, in January. So, Richard, is, uh, I, is there anything else that you'd like to add before we hand over to Annette for the close? I just want to thank Annette for, for, for you know, all that she's done for us all year with Aetherius Radio Live and being such a wonderful producer. And you, Chrissy, and, and wish everybody a very happy, blessed Christmas and a wonderful, spiritual, uplifting New Year. Well, thank you so much, Richard, and a very great warm thanks to you for sharing all your your wisdom and your experience uh, over these months. And um, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas to you and Alison and uh, a blessed new year. So, thank, thank you, Chrissy, you, and thank you, Annette. And thank you both. It's been my pleasure and my honor. This is great enlightenment to share with everybody here via Aetherius Radio Live and our host, Richard Lawrence calling in faithfully every month from the United Kingdom. And Chrissy Blaze, dedicated as she is, and coming to us live from her, her Michigan digs. It is definitely something to look forward to, the third Tuesday of every month, 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern, here at Body, Mind, Spirit Radio. And we would like to remind you that coming up in London and Barnsley on Sunday, December 22nd, 11 a.m., there will be beautiful Christmas services at which they will premiere a new short film, Inner Peace to World Peace. So please check the Aetherius.org website for more information. And in Michigan, 
Again, Sunday, December 22nd, 11 a.m., Christmas carol service, followed by light refreshments. All are warmly welcome. And this will be at the Ethereum Society on North Campbell Road in Royal Oak, Michigan. And that website for more information is www.ethereusmi.org. You can find out more about Richard and what he's got to offer and what he has available through his many, many travels and works, richardlawrence.co.uk. And Chrissy Blaze is chrissyblaze.com. From everybody here at Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, we wish you the merriest of holidays and a most blessed new year. Thank you so much for your kind attention.